listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Welcome back to the Batman Universe Commentaries, and we are continuing to look at the two-part Batman anime series episode, Robin's Reckoning. Uh, I am Donovan, and again, I'm joined by... This is Tim. Terrence. And Rob. And um, unless everybody has anything to say about this episode, because we, we kind of talked about it on part one, we can get ready to go. So uh, unless there's any sort of preamble, we can kind of just get right into it. Yeah, the only thing I would say real quick, because we didn't mention in part one, is that this, ser- uh, this show did actually earn... Uh, an Emmy Award for Most Outstanding Half Hour or Less Program. So, um, you know, it's pretty cool that it, it got the Emmy for this. Oh, really? I, 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 I knew that Heart of, the, I, Heart of Ice won an Emmy, but I didn't know that this one did, too. Yeah, awesome. they, they'd won a few, and deservedly so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. This one and Heart of Ice are the ones that definitely deserve those Emmys. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're, like, yeah, there there are some ones that are just, like... There are the episodes of the anime series that, you know, that are good, and they're the ones that are, like, to this day are timelessly unforgettably awesome yep so uh continuing that thread um you know grab whatever you want to grab and get ready to uh press play on a count of three so going backwards three two one play this opening never gets old (laughs) yeah (laughs) Did you guys know, like, the new opening they had? I think it was, like, during the final season. They just kind of took clips from certain episodes and put them all together. I like the music. It was okay, but yeah. obviously this one, with the, with, like, with the no titles, is really, like, it, it, it hits you in the guts how awesome it is. I love the shot of the Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah, I liked the, the new intro. It, it was different, but I'm trying to remember uh, which disc it is, but you can set it up so you don't have to watch the intro. And I did that for, like, one whole disc, and then I started realizing, you know what? I want to watch the intro, so I set it back up so the intro would play every time. Nice. Is that, like, the the Batman and Robin Adventures intro or the Superman-Batman Adventures intro? That might be the Superman-Batman. That intro. intro's pretty cool. Yeah, the yeah. music on that intro is really cool. Previously on Batman. Yeah. <laughs> And I always liked that they that they did this. When it was a two-parter, it made it even seem more, like you said, a, a movie or, or a, a, I guess a, I'm using finger quotation, a legitimate TV show yeah. that, that it took itself serious enough to know, you know what, what if somebody missed the first episode? We're going to bring them up to speed. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was a kid, when I was a very young kid, I actually didn't know what the word previously meant. <laughs> so every time they would say last time on Batman, I said, oh, it must mean the same thing. <laughs> da, da. I will say for this episode uh, part 2 I do remember the animation being decidedly not as great as the first part and yeah, uh, it, you're right. the, the color palette is a bit duller and like it doesn't destroy the episode but it does kind of take the shine off of it now I don't know if they said it in the commentary but didn't they say that they felt like they had to rush the second episode for I can't remember what they said, but I remember Bruce Tim not being as happy with 
the second episode as he was the first. I remember that's why they said they didn't do the commentary because they thought that for part one was just better. Okay. Which, yeah. which I mean, I I actually do agree with, but I think this is still this is still this is still a good conclusion. Yeah, if you're yeah. watching like both back to back as one long episode, it flows perfectly. Yeah. I love the bonsai trees in Wayne Manor. Yeah, the ending does seem a little rushed or feel a little rushed a little bit. I know Bruce Tim did say they had a, a scene that they had to cut out where, you know, Batman was swearing in Robin with like a candlelight um, oath kind of reminiscent of other comics. Yeah. yeah, that would have been awesome to see. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have watched the, uh, I want to say there's a commentary track for Underneath the, uh, the Red Hood, but the ending scene where Jason says, this is the best day of my life. That mm-hmm. that is what they were going to do something like that to show Dick in his you know traditional Robin outfit, but they left that off. And then when they came to Under the Red Hood, they wanted to include that to kind of you know bring in Jason, but to give the tip to the hat of like this is what we would have done in the animated series. That would have been as amazing. Well. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that might be missing from this episode. Just like showing maybe like a quick montage of sequences of him and yeah, him, him as, Robin. as Robin. Yeah. Yeah. In- yeah, even if there's one in the pixie costume, show the the evolution. That would have been cool. I, I like to think though that uh, Tim Drake's costume that he wore in the new Batman Adventures that yeah, was Dick's first costume that he wore as Robin. Yeah, because where else would have come from? <laughs> yeah. I like the fencing thing because it shows that Dick's got some skills and he, his gymnastics and his acrobatics are you know his his skill and it's kind of a unique way to do it in the fencing thing. This is decidedly more optimistic than uh, the deleted scenes for Batman Forever where, like, you see uh, Dick working out and trying to fight Two-Face and then Bruce trying to get to know him. He's like, you know, look, I appreciate what, we're gonna say, what you're trying to do, but we're not going to be buddies. You don't even know me. <laughs> and it's like just angst, angst, angst. Yeah. And can this Dick Grayson fold laundry like the one in Batman Forever? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. Can he hang a shirt with his foot? <laughs> if he can, he can't be Robin. I do love uh, Bruce Wayne's, you know, camouflage incognito turtleneck. Yeah. Well, hey guys, look, it, it's a different outfit for Bruce. There you go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, just cheap. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. He's like at the the fencing. He's about to like wrestle and and this little kid and, and Alfred's like, uh, the police are here, and he like, <laughs> like immediately stops. He's like, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah. Quick, get up, get up, get up. Yeah. Just beating him with a fencing sword. Now, one thing, I, I don't think this uh, bus driver's voice kind of matches the look of him. If you if you hear his voice, he kind of <laughs> is kind of <laughs> off a little, but. See if I can listen to what he says. <laughs> I always kind of thought the same for uh, Zuko's voice. I didn't think it really kind of fit him, but the more, you know, I've watched it in these last, you know, 20-some-odd years, uh, I've grown to like it. But the first time, you know, I heard him spoke, I was like, eh, that's not kind of how I pictured his voice to be, but now I can't hear it any other way. But You know, Zuko actually, like, like by and large in the comics, was always played as, like, the big fat guy. Like, like the, more, more so like the, the guy that they fought in part one at the construction site. Like, the, a really big... I remember in the De- Detective Comics 38, when you uh, read that, he has this really, like, you know, um, I don't know, Edward G. Robinson, kind of <laughs> dialect to him. Like yeah, the, Dark Victory, I think they did him the same way like that, too. Which is a bit odd. His voice definitely changes from the beginning to, to the end, too. You can hear gets a little deeper, a little more 
grown up, but in the first part, all I can hear is Biff. (laughs) (laughs) I always, I always thought that like it would before Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Rises was announced. I honestly thought that to continue the mob theme, they're going to introduce Tony Zuko from um, uh, Falcone to Maroni to to Zuko because I thought that like Long Halloween and Dark Victory did a similar thing. They were taking their cues from those books, so I thought that was actually a very logical and obvious thing that they were going to do to continue the storyline, and they went and did not do that. So that would have been interesting had they done that, huh? Yeah, maybe when John Blake was telling his story to Bruce Wayne, kind of mentioned, yeah, like my dad was killed by a guy named Tony Zuko or something like that. Yeah, well, like, like oh. gambling or something like that. So that's kind of almost similar. Yeah, he never says Just black canary. Now, I've always thought that this guy right here uh, was reminded me from The Mask of the Phantasm. I cannot remember that character's name, but the last uh, mobster that's alive before uh, the Phantasm kills him, just in the look of the mm. artwork. i trying to remember. Like Chuck, Chuck Yes, yes. Sorry. I can really? see that. Your angel of death. Is that lady. supposed to be like a pimp in his hooker? You hold it out on me, Joni? <laughs> I think so. He he says, like, uh, I taught you how to grift, I guess, to make it, you know, acceptable for the cartoon. But that's how I kind of took it as... I think it works. It doesn't, like, you know... It, it doesn't make you think dirty thoughts, but it kind of, like, lends itself to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think a kid watching who didn't know about that wouldn't pick up on it, but... No, you know. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> No! This is great. And he's like, there's roaches in here. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> Come on, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of the Dick Tracy movie. Yeah, I thought so too. That was very Dick Tracy-ish. If things had turned out differently, Dick could have just been her pimp, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The way he's written as, as Nightwing, you might as well have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If this waitress hadn't known where Tony Zuko was living across town, <laughs> no, everything would have been different. The pimp wonder. Never tip you know, I do think that this this bit is a bit padding. Like, I don't think anybody cares about Dick Grayson's diner adventures, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's not terrible. He has to find out where Zuko is somewhere. <laughs> and, and now, is this the, the, the boat from Batman and Robin number one in the New 52? Yes. That went by? Okay, that's uh, yeah. yeah. So this is where that boat finally sails out of. Okay. Can't we get past Grandpa and Grandma being dead? <laughs> it went back in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to 1992. This is before I was born. That was easy. When I saw this today, I thought, wow, I can't believe this condemned building has such nice, you know, dresser. And then he smashes the, the drawer and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that nice. Yeah. This also is a, a recurring theme in, in uh, retellings of his origin because I think in um, Dark Victory and the Robin Year One one shot from 1994 or five that Chuck Dixon wrote, like Dick is always like going back to like kind of get revenge for his parents on his own before he becomes Robin, and that kind of goes along with this. And he always gets beat up for his troubles. Yeah. <laughs> I think that works better, too, for a story, because that kind of shows Batman that he has the same drive that he does uh, trying to right. get this criminal who killed his parents. And Bruce, I like how Bruce doesn't kind of shy away from the back or to try to talk him out of it. He does accept him. Like, he wants him to be his partner. I said, I said that before, but I, I never like, in retellings, 
him not liking him being Robin because it was his idea yeah. in the first place. Exactly. Like the whole thing in Batman Forever, like, you know, no, I can't let you do this. Like, why did you adopt him then? Yeah. Now, now I did notice in this, this is always the uh, argument, is Batman red or red? Is he blue or is he black? In the last episode, they uh, had him look more blue. In this one, he looks more black and gray. Yeah. Yeah. And almost purple underneath the cape. In, in yeah. Some, in some scenes. I thought that was a really good look. Yeah. Essentially, like, like the black and blue, like like Robin's black and yellow. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I take your point. It's, it's like more like to the black on gray. I think to differentiate the main look, although I thought it was awesome in the last episode. Like, uh, It's basically black with blue highlights. Yeah. They should have given him purple gloves, though, but maybe he was past that by this point. Yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Like you see, this Bob Kane costume for Justice League. Yeah. How many times does this happen in the series? I think it's really kind of funny. It's quiet and just kind of... I'm just in awe of watching it going, probably should be saying something, but... <laughs> I do like this scene a lot. Like him... It's and it's kind of like again going mentioning Batman Forever where Dick kind of attacks Batman for his grief over his parents. I like that him like why did you let him get away? Why did you save my life and let him get away? Yeah, yeah, it definitely works better in this one because like I was saying before, that's kind of maybe what when Bruce sees in him, they had, he has that drive that I do that he was willing to sacrifice his own life in order to have Zuko be captured. When Batman sees that, he's like, yeah, he could definitely help me in my war on crime. Now he says that he's the, the second person to see the Batcave. Is this supposed to be that Alfred's the first? Or? Yeah, that's how I took it. Yeah. That's how I took it, too. Yeah, this is this is him like saying, like, hmm, maybe he can be my partner. But this is cool, too, because I, when I watch this, I see this through his this. eyes yeah, and the reveal here. It's like in canon, uh, that's what I hate about the New 52. <laughs> like, Dick Grayson's supposed to be the first person he ever revealed his identity to. And for some, you know, for for contrivance reasons, he figured it out in like Nightwing number zero. So I like I like that part of the canon that like Batman actively told him who he was. It wasn't this whole, you know, padding crap. Yeah, yeah. I, I sort still... of complain every time I mention the fifty two. Yeah, I still think that should belong to Tim, but oh well. Yeah. Yeah, after that sequence right there where Bruce showed him who he was, I went the perfect segue to a quick little montage of like him and Batman and Robin. No, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Swear him in right there. Because that's usually what it is in all the other stories. Like, like I saw them, you know, in gymnastics and forensic science and, you know, boxing and all that kind of stuff. I have this, uh, sorry, I have this, uh, Fisher Price book. I don't think you guys have heard it or seen it. It's uh, Batman and Robin: The Case of the Laughing Sphinx. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And they do, you know, the whole, you know, Robin origin in that, and you know where he, Bruce gives him his costume and stuff like that. Um, and, like you guys said, that kind of wanted a little, you know, swearing in or montage. That's just every time you see that scene with the reveal, I, I think of that um, book. Yeah, I've not seen that in years, decades even. But um, I, I, I do remember that. I should also say that, like, um, how do we like Lauren Lester as the voice of Dick Grayson in this series? Oh, so, I, to me, he is yeah. so underrated. I mean, you always hear Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, but Lauren Lester's right up there with them for me. He's Absolutely. like the definitive Robin voice. Yeah, whenever I read Nightwing, I, I just hear him. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys listening to... Uh, Fat Man on Batman at all, but uh, mm-hmm. 
are talking to Kyle Higgins and they're trying to get Lauren Lester on the show and uh, Kyle is wanting to do Gates of Gotham and have Lauren Lester do an audio adaptation of it. That would wow, be, that yeah, awesome. I remember hearing that. That's, that's, that's so awesome. Yeah. I also like how Zuko describes Batman here. Like, man, he's a dark angel of death, man. You don't know him like I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With my two run-ins. I agree. Kind of shows he's also a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at how many rounds he shoots. You, you never saw that in a cartoon where they would shoot that many <laughs> bullets. And Seriously, like you might see it in Bugs Bunny where they do it as a joke or make an outline in the, in the wall, but never in a serious thing where someone's trying to kill somebody else. Yeah. And he know? somehow misses. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's right up there. Just the attention to detail and the dust that's pouring down. and Yeah. Whee! Uh. Yeah. And then you know, once he loses that intimidation, they just start laughing at him. It's like, wow. You couldn't save one bullet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was say, I think the, the the line "twist your knee" kind of excuses the idea that he may have been shot because he yeah. was right up there. How did he miss? Yeah. yeah. Ninety-nine bullets. You can't tell me one didn't get him. Yeah. When I first saw it, I thought he was shot in the leg at first, and then he makes that line. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Fooled you. For some reason, the battering noise when he throws a, a, a little bead of gas. <laughs> it's like one little, like, karate chop to the back of the neck, and he's down. <laughs> yeah. 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 He walks away. <laughs> and they, they, they all stand there coughing in the room with the gas instead of going out the door <laughs> that Batman just went out of, too. See? Batman, like, waddles away. Seeing Zuko's guy get kicked out the door, I don't know why, but I laugh out loud every time I see him fall. I, it's not the best drawn fall, but it looks like he falls like such a pancake. It just <laughs> always makes me laugh. The, <laughs> Zuko has such leg strength. I love this splint he makes. It's like, learn this in first aid at Boy Scout camp. <laughs> yeah. Is, learned- th- is this the uh, amusement mile we're looking at? Well, I, mean, I, I think technically that was created by Higgins later on, right? I don't, I don't believe that was created in the comics until then, but uh, it could be, you know, it could be retroactively. I was gonna say this is the same amusement park during the uh, Baby Doll episode at the end. Yeah, I, I don't I think know. They even play the same music from Baby Doll, like on a carousel or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, was was Amusement Mile created for Arkham City, or was it before that? Because it's called Amusement Mile. In the video game. Did that come out before uh, Higgins put in the comics? It was like around the same time, really. Okay. Okay. So, so it was Deanie then who did it. So technically, since Deanie has involved in the series, then yeah, this is a music mile. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I love, you gotta love these gangsters who you know, wear bow ties and hats. <laughs> yeah. They look so nice. <laughs> And I like the uh, deco that they're going for in mm-hmm. this. The oh, trucks look futuristic, but still old as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's just looking at us like, you know, fallen comrade. Like, what happened to him? Yeah. The stuff on the merry-go-round is awesome. It, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Batman Beyond's Return of the Joker with the... Um, 
the strobe effect they did with the projector. Um, oh yeah, it's got kind of like that same kind of like kind of feel. Not exactly, but it, it's it's something you don't see in any kind of medium, especially in cartoon. I thought it was really good. And that horse, I love that. <laughs> that, look yeah, that, horse. that horse is so freaky looking. Man. <laughs> yeah. I like how uh, he tore his cape for the splint, but uh, his cape is back intact, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> his cape regenerates. It's that Wayne Tech fabric. It's awesome. <laughs> Memory cloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just like this. Zuko is so scared of the bat. I'm just going to open fire. At Batman while my guys are around. <laughs> yeah. We saw all of his buzz. I love this shot coming up when Robin. That's awesome. Yeah, I just yeah. love the music too. How it has like carousel music playing and then it just turns into this like serious dramatic song as Dick comes and this, just drags This is pretty rough what he's it doing. Is great, yeah. yeah. I, I, can't, I can't believe I'm going to make this reference, but seeing uh, Robin come through that sign just kind of makes me think of uh, Batman and Robin the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, there, there wasn't a, a tertiary Nightwing symbol whole. In the wall. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. You should have made the R symbol in this one. <laughs> How would that possibly happen? Yeah, this is so great here. Robin is such a badass in here. He's grabbing him on the motorcycle and pu- catching his punch. Dragging him all the time. Like, he, throwing he him around. Awesome. Yeah. The way he delivered his dialogue here. Yeah. He's almost like pretty much like Batman in this sequence. Which also mentioned that currently in the, in the Nightwing comics, this is going on. Like he's trying to find Tony Zuko in Chicago. Yeah. See that they're gonna do the same thing. I just don't like seeing Batman that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't kill him. And I, I just like the resolve on Robin's face. That's just like I, I can't do this. I, I can't. Well, the one thing about Batman being like that, it kind of gives you the impression, though, that physically he can't stop Robin. Like, he's he's so beat up, he he right. physically can't stop him. So he's going to have to pe- appeal to him kind of intellectually that it's wrong to kill Tony Zuko here. That's a nice shot. Yeah. Yeah. The gritting of the teeth is awesome. He's, the music's great, too. And his yelling at Batman, like, like you and your stone cold heart, you don't know how I feel. Like, I mean, obviously, like, you know, the irony is that, of course, he does, but it was yeah. it was delivered very well. Yeah, there's a smile again. <laughs> I was thinking maybe he was saying, like, you don't know how I feel where I actually have my parents' killer right in front of me. You never had that chance. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it, you could tell that was kind of rushed a little bit. Like, they could have maybe expounded on that a little bit more. A bit more violent. <laughs> and, yeah, and a, and a little bit here at the end, they could have had a little more, but they only had so much time. I do think that it's a bit, I don't know, patched to have Batman say, oh, I didn't want you involved because I was afraid for you. I don't know how yeah, I feel I about that. I kind of see what you're saying about that. I kind of agree. Yeah. It doesn't he, feel right. <laughs> it looks a lot like Space Ghosts here, too. Space I did like, as frayed as Zuko was of Batman, after being held over the ledge, that he was cowering and shaking as Robin was walking yeah. up, walking by him, that, you know, Batman's there. He's less afraid of Batman than he is of uh, Robin now. Absolutely. Yeah, he was pleading. Yeah. And we never saw him again. <laughs> as far as I know. Unfortunately. Yeah, we didn't. 
Uh, the next day, Robin just went back and killed him. <laughs> and Batman looked around. <laughs> oh, where did you go? Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, my hands got bloody for no reason. This is ketchup all over me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Iron copper tasting ketchup. So <laughs> I've that horrible image. That was um, Robin's Reckoning Part Two of Two. Any final thoughts for uh, this two-parter in that episode? Yeah, just like I said before, I mean the perfect adaptation of Robin as a character, as his origin story. I mean, to me, this is always going to be the definitive Robin for me, and no matter what comes in the comics or movies, I just don't see how they could top this. They just did it perfectly. So, yeah, it's definitely going to stay out there as my all-time favorite Batman the Animated Series episode. Yeah, I agree. This is something you could show somebody who's not a comic fan, not a Batman fan, not a Robin fan, and show and say, like, this is why, this is the epitome of how great it can be. And, um, yeah, I think it, I just, I just love it. Uh, I'm just going to echo the same thing. I've showed this episode to my wife, and she's like, why do you like Robin? And I said, well, let's watch this. Watch this episode. And then for uh, Christmas, she got me the big uh, Haley's Circus, uh, Flying Grayson's, uh, Flight of Death poster you can get from a uh, DC Comics online because oh, wow. of, you know awesome. so yeah. I was like I married the right woman <laughs> and she, yeah <laughs> and it's like oh you like Robin the little boy in tights I'm like no no let let me show you and she's like oh I get it so the violent older person <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's a great endorsement for the character in the episode yeah I mean I, I can't really say anything that uh you guys have already haven't already said like this was. One of the best ones they've ever done, and um, I think I mean, to this day, in in the wake of um, you know, Brave and the Bold and Beware the Batman, this is still like this is what they have to kind of live up to now and forever. <laughs> so uh, that will do us for the this uh, batch of commentaries. Be sure to te- check the website BatmanUniverse.net for all your other shows commentaries, including you know, movie commentaries, live action commentaries, commentaries for the Brave and the Bold. Check out the comic cast for bi-weekly reviews of the comic books. Check out the Batfans podcast. Batgirl to Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. Taking Flight by Tom Paneris, a Robin and Nightwing podcast. And every month for the Batman Universe normal cast. And I think that's it. Also, there's interviews and specials and stuff. So, until the next commentary, this is Donovan. This is Tim. This is Terrence. And this is Rob. And you've been listening to the Batman Universe commentaries. We'll see you guys at the next one. Take care, everybody. See ya. See ya. You were right, you know. Not bringing me along. You knew I'd take it too personally. It wasn't that, Robin. It wasn't that at all. Zuko's taken so much. Caused you so much pain. I couldn't stand the thought that he might... take you, too. Come on, partner. It's been a long night.